0: views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe on Live 95.
1: So have you had trouble getting through to the bank recently and struggling to get an issue resolved? Well, we'll be chatting about that in a moment, but We've also been asking what people can do if their energy provider cancels an agreed contract um, because of the cost of electricity or gas going through the roof, of course, as we know, and more increases, unfortunately, expected to come. Well, lecturer at the University of Limerick, Eddie Keane, is uh, with us to chat about this. Good morning to you, Eddie. How are you doing? Good morning, Joe. How are you? So, uh, Eddie, we've always been advised on this show to shop around, get a provider for electricity, for example, uh, lock in on a deal for maybe 12 months, then perhaps look around again. But can companies break contracts that you have entered into with them, given the recent hikes in energy prices?
0: Well, the... The, I suppose the standard rule is that a contract cannot be broken, or if it is broken, then there should be a remedy for breaking it. But quite a lot of the time here, the devil is in the detail of the contract, and particularly with energy suppliers, um, if they have guaranteed you a fixed rate with, say, 17 cent per unit or 22 cent per unit or something like that, and that is tied in for the 12 months, well, any increase in that would be a break of contract, and there's a procedure then to go to for the commissions for the Regulations of utilities and large formal complaints, but what what a lot of utilities are doing now is they're not giving a guaranteed rate. They're they're giving a guaranteed discount from the what they call their standard rate. So they'd say that their standard rate is 30 something cent per unit and they'd give you a discount for 12 months of 26% or 41% or some number like that. And the the, the problem with that is that allows them to increase the standard rate. They've guaranteed you the discount, not guaranteed you the price. Ah. Uh-huh. Right. right. Yes, so it's kind. of The devil is in the detail in a lot of these things here. So they're not breaking the contract by increasing the standard rate. They would be breaking the contract if they didn't give you the same level of discount from the standard right. rate. Well,
1: it was interesting because the listener was telling us that uh, you know there's a lot of door-to-door selling going on around these things and knocking mm-hmm. on the door and saying, "Oh, well, I'm from another provider, and are you mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. out We're of contract, contract? And we can we do just... more for you." And and when they asked directly, "Well, look, will it hold for the 12 months with the international?" environment they were kind of told well probably not so does that mean that regardless of how clever you are with switching it sounds likely that if you, ha- you haven't already been hit by an increase you didn't expect you're going to be- to be pretty soon
0: yes I suppose unfortunately yes because um for the energy suppliers themselves the standard rate that they can charge they need to get it approved by the commission for uh, regulation of utilities um in the same way as uh, other like providers need to get um their prices approved so once the standard rate is approved by the commission for regulation of utilities they can then charge that the, the suppliers can then charge that to consumers um as they stick within the terms of their contract, and the terms of their contract would be to give X amount percentage of a discount. Right.
1: So, Eddie, yeah. can you, as the customer in your 12 month contract, ring them up and go, Hi, I want to get out of this?
0: Um, you can, but it can cost, unfortunately, because practically all of the contracts have written into them something like a 50 euro um, fine or 50 euro fee, or I think it can go up to a 100 euro of a fee for breaking the contract. Now, if you're willing to pay that, you can, of course, and, and they let you switch to, a, to another provider. I think the problem there, though, is that when you switch to the other provider, their increase has also been uh, approved by the Commission for Regulation Utilities. So... Mm-hmm. It's you like you're jumping as they say out of the frying pan and in, into in the fire.
1: Ethic. Okay, right. Well, let's see if we have any better news on this one. We're chatting to Eddie Keane, lecturer at the University of Limerick, because the other issue we've been contacted about is listeners having difficulty getting through to banks. Banks have closed branches, people have been pushed into doing business online or over the phone, but many say they can't get through, they're waiting an hour or more to get through, uh, and indeed aren't getting simple requests or issues resolved and don't get the follow-up call and have to go chasing again. Now, we know it's not good enough, but if this is regularly happening with one of your financial providers, is there anything you can do about it?
0: It's actually a very difficult problem to solve, and it's something that's become very, uh, very common. Now, practically any institution that you deal with now will have a customer complaints department. Where you, where, and it seems to be a department where you don't deal with any individual. And each time you try to contact them, you end up talking to somebody else and somebody else, and you have to explain your whole story again and all that. Now, unfortunately, um, there is very little regulation around this. Now, there is a code of practice that the uh, central bank enforces on. Uh, Order of the What they call the consumer protection code that they enforce on financial institutions for dealing with consumers, but it's not actually aimed at this type of behaviour. It's aimed at where there be a problem with the account, like an overcharging, or you remember the checker mortgage issue and all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's where it's aimed at. So they and in in the actual detail of the code, then it provides things like the bank have forty days to complete your complaint or to resolve your complaint which really um, is of absolutely no use for trying to regulate something like this. Now, it is, as I say, it's becoming far more common. Um, I remember listening to a segment on your show quite a bit ago now, um, where you mentioned what I thought was a wonderful phrase, the lesser spotted bank official. Um, And and it's uh, (laughs) (laughs) a lovely turn of (laughs) phrase.
1: Well, I feel a funny one, because the worst episode I ever had was it was a bank in Limerick, where I went in and uh, I found a human being and I was, oh yeah, yeah, and I was chatting away, and she was very nice and very pleasant. It got to my concern, and she said, "Ah, oh, yeah, sorry, can't help you. Have to go over there." And she sent me over to a bank of phones. Now, this is fact. This is fact. And Ooh. I said, uh, wh- "What? What do I do? I'll oh, pick up the phone, and there'll be someone on the other end." And, and I said, "Where are they in Dublin?" And I, and I said, "Are they? Are they part of the same?" Oh yeah, they're 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 part of the bank. Can you not help me? In front,
0: I'm standing in front of you. No, no, I can't.
1: You have to go over there. And that's what I had to do.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I've I been the soldier myself um, in, the, in that uh, you have to go to the phone, talk to somebody else sometimes else and start your whole story again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and all that. Um, and it's, now one of the things that there is in this and there is, a, as I said, there's always an opening for to try and do something about it, but it is quite difficult. The central bank themselves regulates the financial services, all financial services, and you'll often hear it in the adverts, that this, this service is regulated by the central bank of Ireland. Um, and They monitor, unexpectedly, they monitor um, social media comments about the financial services. So, rather than trying to ring up a, a, a bank or ring up a complaints department and all that, it might actually be as easy to create what you call a social media campaign, which would encourage the central bank to then investigate, because they carry out themed investigations of the financial institutions based on customer feedback or, or whatever you want to put it. fascinating. Uh, now, now you
1: know, it, the other thing is, um, Adele um, says she wanted an extension on the current account overdraft, which should have been simple procedure, and even when she called into the branch for bank it took longer than normal because she needed a human being, not a machine and the human didn't seem to know what to do and encourage the online process which I think a lot of people are, are, are coming uh, um, from um, so it's it's a tricky one it, it clearly the customer feels as though um, uh, he or she is in a bit of a corner, in a bit of a bind um, another listener in Corby says it's as if she was left waiting for eternity to uh, sort out. She had no choice. She was dealing with a bad debt. No other bank will take her as a consequence of, uh, of that. So it, it, it feels as though that challenge for lots of our listeners is going to continue.
0: Unfortunately, it seems like the trend at the moment is to move over, move everything online, move everything online. And I think quite a lot of the companies are almost hiding behind COVID in this, in that they're saying, well, COVID has taught us a new way of doing it. So we're going to continue doing it that way because it's more business efficient. Um, it's not necessarily great customer service because, as you said, the, the listeners there um, all... All issues that could have been dealt, dealt with relatively straightforward if they were able to deal with somebody face to face, but the the, the faceless uh, online uh, issue becomes uh, a real problem
1: and finally i mean the, and the last part of this is that you know the local bank manager, the local bank officials were able to make you know sound judgments, they had a bit of discretion, mm-hmm. they understood people, their background, they knew what was relatively safe and wasn 't they always get it right, but they got it right more often than not mm-hmm. and now that 's completely gone from the process.
0: ACs, and it's something that is coming in with quite a lot of different processes, is that there's very little local involvement now. It's all centralised and it's all a, 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 tick, a tick box exercise where there's a series of criteria. And if you don't match the criteria, then there's a, the faceless entity will just refuse you.
1: And you know what's going to happen, Eddie? I'd say it could be 10 years, it could be 20 years from now. You will see that being completely reversed and everyone will go... Uh, why did we do it in that centralised computerised way for so long
0: yeah I think in in fairness I think it's actually in some things it's even beginning to change already that there are um, that there are steps to move back to more local more local involvement more local knowledge um, that sort of thing because it isn't the the faceless entity isn't working it might work wonderfully um, on paper but when you actually get down to real people and real problems it's much it just doesn't
1: work. Yeah, I mean, Listole
0: is not Leitrim. No, <laughs> no, definitely, definitely not. Right. No, no. Okay. So. All
1: right, Eddie. All right. This isn't great. Thank you so much as always for the excellent advice, and I know you had to do a bit of work in the background on that to give us those answers. So they're much appreciated. Uh, Eddie Keane there, lecturer at the University of Limerick.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick today with Joe Nash on Live ninety-five.